Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. L.A. is the city of champions, but Detroit is where the real fans are. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Salmier of Mock Drafts, and... With me, as always, is AJ, goodbye LA, hello Vegas, Marchese. I think I'm more of a mock draft connoisseur. I wouldn't say sommelier. I'm sorry, Rob. Whatever. Today, we'll be taking you through our 2022 post-Super Bowl NFL mock draft. Ain't that a mouthful? Let's hit it. The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. And be notified when rooms go live. Come with your spiciest takes. Wow. Color casts. I don't know how that would that would do going through turn it in, but okay. Um anyway, we won't be pl- plagiarizing this mock draft, or will we? Is it just Chad Reuters? Find out. <laughs> Chad's always right. That's all I gotta say. Um Rob, everyone in the whole world is mocking right now, and I feel like we're just jumping on the bandwagon here. We weren't even gonna do it. But here we are. We felt compelled. I think I think the Super Bowl being a week later fucked our schedule up temporarily. We're we're fine yeah. there footing, I think. Blame blame Goodell. Blame Goodell. As I always do. Um okay. This is the most preparation I've ever done for a pod mock. And this is the least I've so, done. So it should balance out. Um We're following the draft order because that's how this works. Uh hmm. and resident coin. Flipper, coin tosser. What do they prefer to be called? Uh, tosser. Resident coin tosser Chris Matsukis. Obviously, he flipped a uh, a coin that had on one side um, <laughs> some. Uh, AJ, how would you describe it? Uh, it? It was Sonic and Knuckles getting down to it. We'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. And on the other side was a picture of uh, a member of our fantasy league who shall not be named holding a picture of me. 
Yeah. It's a very strange coin. And it was a custom part job, was a, a bull, and it was from 1975. That's mm-hmm. what I didn't understand. Um, anyway, it landed on the Sonic Knuckles side, which gave AJ the first pick, which puts the Jaguars and, and AJ Marchese on the clock under new head coach Doug Peterson. The GM AJ sees as a, a father-like figure in mm-hmm. Trent Balky. AJ, mm-hmm. well, in a draft that doesn't have a clear-cut number one overall pick, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting in the, the, the large shoes that Trent Balky wears. He's a great man. He's a man of great stature. Um, so just to, just to try to get into that headspace, uh, collaborating with my new best friend, Dougie P. Um, I think you're keeping it simple and you're going off the line. And I think, uh, you know, we, we seen, we've seen some icky, icky mock number one. Uh, I think still it's Evan Neal as a top offensive tackle in this class. Top player remains to be seen, but I think uh, I think when all said and done, I think that's the pick for the Jaguars, and uh, that's what I'm I, making here. I agree with you, and I think just looking at it from the Icky versus Evan Neal debate, I, th- I just think it, it comes down to Evan Neal's ceiling being higher. Yeah, no, I think that. Like think that's you, fair. you, you, it's it's rare to find a six-seven left tackle yeah. with that kind of mobility and bend. He's a freak of nature. Not to say Icky's not, but just when you're measuring them head-to-head. And, uh, I mean, they could consider one of the two pass rushers here, obviously. I think that's kind of the only four people you'd really look at. Yeah, I think so. But offensive line is, to to me, a, a more important need for this team right now because you have to protect Trevor. Yeah, exactly. When you have your, uh, hopefully, franchise quarterback already in the, in the fold, uh, you got to protect him, just like the Bengals learned on Sunday night. Yep, should check. Taking Panay Sewell. We were all right in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> moving to the second overall pick. Detroit Lions. Uh, Brad Holmes, Dan, Cam- Dan Campbell. Second draft together as GM and head coach. Um, obviously, quarterback is the big thing, but this isn't the draft to do it. I, I don't think, given Brad Holmes' relationship with Jerry Goff and Goff being yeah. okay enough to feel fine going into another year knowing the – the quarterback class in 2023 is so much better. I think you're confident in not going quarterback. Um, It kind of just, I think obviously comes down to Aiden Hutchinson versus Kayvon Thibodeau here because edge being one of their biggest needs and them investing in tackle last year. You're not going to, you're probably not going to go icky here. It, it, to me, it's Hutchinson for Thibodeau. I have Thibodeau higher. I think the pick's going to be Aiden Hutchinson because everything about him screams Dan Campbell. Um, I don't think he's a Bosa-like brother. I don't think he has the same type of overall athleticism and bend as those guys did. I don't even. I don't think his hands are as good as them. But in a weaker draft, I think he's 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 going to be a safe bet to be a productive player for them. I don't. I don't know that his ceiling's all that high, but. Well, how do you feel about Aiden Hutchinson? Hey, he's the greatest player to ever live. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're a big fan of his political views, right? Oh my, he follows one shithead on, I think, just Instagram. I, I looked through his Twitter. I didn't see anything, by the way. Um, <laughs> he, no, he can't even, he's not even on par with the Boses with, with his socials then. That's a good point. That's a knock. In, in my, uh, you can't comp him like that anymore. Uh, now he's just like some average white edge. <laughs> Um, if he wasn't, if he wasn't white, there's no way people would be talking about him as Bosa or no. JJ Watt. No, of course not. No. Anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I think the pick makes a lot of sense for the Lions, obviously because you're getting an instant fan favorite. I mean, just keeping him in state uh, in his home state. 
where you play college football, of course. Um, I love Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's going to give you a lot. I, I, I don't know. I haven't, you know, I haven't sat down and really fucking burrowed in and, and thought of him as a, a prospect yet. I'm still got that what an amazing season, still loving glow from Hutchinson, that finish, you know, shit, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so, you, want, you want to know my comp? Yeah, please. Kyle Vandenbosch. Yeah, that's that's a good comp. That's a good comp. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think overall, and I, I mean, Thibodeau versus Hutchinson, it comes down to, uh, I guess, higher floor, higher ceiling, but I think Kayvon Thibodeau is better in terms of being a run defender already than Hutchinson. I actually think Hutchinson's the better pass rusher, but Thibodeau's overall athleticism gives him the edge in terms of ceiling as a pass rusher. Hutchinson uses his hands better. Thibodeau sets the edge a lot better. It's it's an interesting debate, though. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, when it's said and done, you think you think it's Hutch over? over it, I do, so? mainly because Dan Campbell's going to love this person, <laughs> this human being. And, and ultimately, I, I think Kevin Thibodeau is going to look cooler uh, not playing in Detroit. Yeah, because he'll be playing as a Houston Texan at pick number four, right, Rob? At pick number pick three. three. Pick number three. Is that who you're going? You're yeah. Nick Casario. You've hired Lovey Smith as your head coach. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking with a third overall pick? I got to get Lovey his building block on, it, on defense. I, I do want to say, as as far out as we are and how uncertain this draft as a whole is, it kind of does feel a little chalky with those first three picks. Yeah, I think so. Like, as chalky as it can, given how far out we are. are. Yeah. And especially for a class, like, you know, it's there's no quarterback, right? Like, like last year, of course, Lawrence was chalk at one at this point. But other than that, we didn't know. We didn't know until the week of the draft, really. But... No, yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty fair. I think the the weakness of the class almost makes it pretty obvious at the top. Um, yeah, and like the the only I, I think those first two especially were having those weird kind of does Kayvon Thibodeau love the game, which yeah. is weird that it happens with every Oregon yeah. prospect. Yeah, and it's um, not true. No, and it's very stupid. Uh, the 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 thing that is a real possibility is Houston having so many holes that they don't go edge. Like I I think. Um, like Icky is also a candidate to, to go here for sure. I mean, they have Laramie Tunsil, but uh, I, you could see Houston going a couple different directions, but I think it, it would be foolish to pass on a, a freak show like Thibodeau. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no quarterback. Davis Mills is getting it done, baby. And other than that, the only other good player on the on the roster is like Laramie Tunsil, and uh, like that's pretty much it. That's under contract for next year, I think. Like- just, just Justin Reed was good, but they've they've. They've beaten him down so much that exactly, exactly. I don't. Um, I don't think he's he's on, he's not on a contract next year. He's, he's a free agent too. He's yeah. gonna be in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. Minka and Justin, like like he always said. Um, and Terrell Edmonds will be the Texans' best defensive and, player. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I think you just don't really fuck around. You take the guy that that, like you said, uh, might have the highest ceiling in the class. Um, and, 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 like, it's such a long-term rebuild in Houston. Yes. And I think hiring Lovey Smith really uh, signified that this this year is another tank job. Uh, uh, do you think Lovey Smith's is, a head coach a year from now? I know we'll, we'll no. talk about this, but. No. Yeah. David Culley did absolutely everything he possibly could to retain that job, and he still didn't, and his washed-up defensive coordinator took the job like it doesn't make any sense what's going they're on. just He's waiting like, for mccown to be ready rob but it's not now yeah like pff, what what a joke uh, uh 
Moving on. <laughs> New York Jets picking fourth overall. Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, kind of rough first year. Zach Wilson might not be it. But overall, they've, they've done a solid job accumulating talent. They've got, they've got multiple first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking two different directions here. You're either really, because Joe Douglas has been so committed to rebuilding that offensive line, you could consider Icky here, yep, which I think would be a lot of fun, especially because it sounds like they're a little bit down on Mackay Becton. Yeah, I've um, seen some of those rumblings. Yeah, out. yeah. So that could maybe motivate you even more to take a guy like Icky. Uh, or you go defensive back, where I, I think you you could you could go either Derek Stingley or Kyle Hamilton. Um, to me, given what we saw them throwing at their opposite Bryce Hall at corner last year, <laughs> I I tend to lean Derek Stingley. Okay. Um, I also think had Derek Stingley not been hurt this year, it'd be he'd be a clear cut uh, top top five top three prospect mm-hmm. in this class and like i even went um i mean the the freshman tape's ridiculous he he looked good uh before getting hurt uh, as a sophomore and same i went i went and watched some of the junior tape and he, he looked just as good as ever and it's i think we're gonna overthink as a whole Derek stingley he's gonna probably slide further than he should but yeah. i don't think he should get packed past this pick and if i'm if i'm joe douglas i'm getting myself a franchise corner um to kind of solidify the, the back end of that defense a little more or and again you could i'd be happy taking kyle hamilton here too yeah you just need a guy back there who you can trust because it's a lot of young guys and i think outside of bryce hall who's kind of outplayed where he was selected outside of bryce hall it's it's a lot of uh not so certain this guy should be a starter another hit for us by the way um definitely no i think i think you can't go wrong between stingley and, and hamilton um that's it, and like you just said, the, fucking, now, the, the secondary was a, such a complete disaster. If if Kayvon Thibodeau falls here, I think that's the pick. But uh, give him how we have it, Derek Stingley, and that that puts you and the New York Giants on the clock at pick five. New GM Joe Joe Schoen. Is that how you say it, Schoen? I'm honestly Schoen? not sure. I I looked it up on, on one of the pods I did with you, and I I knew it then. I don't know it now. And head coach Brian Dable coming over from Buffalo together. How do they set the tone in their first draft? You know what? I think that's a good question that we, as a society, honestly, aren't aren't talking about enough. I think it's going to be really interesting to see the route they go. And, of course, they have a lot of ammunition to, to rebuild it. Um, I think at, at this point, like, I mean, the, the, the roster is so odd, right? Like... Like the the biggest needs are still in the offensive line, really. Maybe maybe the edge linebackers. I mean, the, the, the trenches in general. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and quarterback. Well, that, that's that's not true. I mean, like Leonard Williams is still a dude. Yeah. Dexter Lawrence is fine, but yeah, off, offensive line for sure. Yeah, I know. I just, I think the Giants are weird, and I think they're they're a tricky spot. And I don't. I think they're they're. Low, I mean, obviously, just the ammunition makes them interesting, but I think they're a low key, like a bit of a wild card because I don't know what this franchise is going to look like and how they're going to rebuild the thought crossed my mind what i mean how sold do you think they even are on daniel jones like do you think i i, I don't i i think they'll they'll give it a just given what the dable of, yeah like it's not going to happen dable's not going to miraculously fix daniel jones daniel jones isn't near the talent of a josh allen but i think 
given this quarterback class, that that's not something they're considering right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that they're happy to let Dable test the waters with Daniel Jones and then revisit it next year when it's a better class. I mean, I can tell you right now, if Dave Gettleman was picking, it would be an off-ball linebacker. <laughs> yeah, Devin Lloyd, welcome to the Giants. Uh, <laughs> um, no, no, I think that's fair. And, I mean, the talent is supposed to be around Daniel Jones on offense. Hopefully, I mean, I love Brian Dable. I think he's going to succeed, so I think he gets it done. So, personally, if this is me, uh, I don't. I, I take Kyle Hamilton. I kind of don't don't overthink it. I see. I I take Icky and don't overthink it, but I don't think you True. go wrong. Yeah, taking. I I just think tackle being a bigger need than safety. Hold on. Yeah, no, no, you're not. You saw me. You're right. I'm going to take Icky. I, I, yeah. I'm take Icky. You saw me. See, I also I also feel there's a better chance for Kyle Hamilton to be yeah, there 10. at seven. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, seven. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Than than there is Icky because. The Panthers might really jump at Icky because their offensive line is horseshit. <laughs> Versus, uh, I don't know that they're, they're Scott Fitter and Matt Rule are going to be looking at safety. AJ, I'm not going to take Kyle Hamilton. Um, they might be. So don't, that, don't put it past them, but yeah. But yeah, so I think like you get Icky in there. Icky's your day one starting right tackle. Um, and, and, you're, you're, and your Thomas low-key had a good, good year last yeah, year. Yeah, he bounced back. And, and having those guys, you don't have your quarterback – position figured out but if you got your two bookend tackles if saquon barkley can stay yeah, healthy Gettleman set you up at running back don't worry we, we saw what Kadarius tony could do when healthy last year like they, it could quickly become a fun team even if it's a bad offense i'm kind of excited to see how much they work in Daniels running you know me too like i i think at bare minimum they are going to be more fun to watch um than than uh this terrible this past year obviously yeah, yes like just solely because dable's smart yeah no i, I totally agree. Spe- speaking of uh fun offensive play callers matt rule had to go out there and he, he had to, he had to get a slam dunk offensive coordinator aj and you know what he went and he did it and he hired former giants head coach ben mcadoo yeah baby. slam dunk like uh hilarious Anyway, it's fun how how or I don't know if the fun's the right word, but <clears throat> how interesting the uh, the worm has turned on Matt Rule. Yeah, apparently he just sucks. But I mean, this has happened plenty of times with other yeah. college head coaches. I mean, and not to say every it's going to happen with every college head coach. Obviously, like look at Pete Carroll. But Pete Carroll was an NFL head coach first. People forget. Um, but like Matt Matt Rule, I I like no one. No one disliked Matt Rule when he left Baylor for this job. Everyone felt pretty solidly at minimum, if not extremely confident about him in Carolina. And now I don't know if there's anyone out there who's willing to defend him. And you know what's like, interesting, too? It, it wasn't just when he left Baylor. It's even this time last year. People were like, yeah, Matt Rule's getting this started. And <laughs> a year later, it's just like, ugh, no one, no one wants in on the, Matt Rule. The, the only way he can, he can, I think, fix this is if he gets that quarterback, yeah. and it's obviously it's not Sam Darnold. I don't. I I think he knows it's not Sam Darnold. He's tried two off seasons in a row: Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold. Neither has worked. Teddy was better than Sam Darnold. Yeah. Um. So I think they come in here, and, and Matt Rule's gonna gonna. I because I do. He has more power than Scott Fitter. Yeah. It would seem. Yeah. Uh. So I think Matt Rule's gonna go, out and he's gonna because he couldn't land this guy on the recruiting trail, but he can fucking draft them, and that's Kenny Pickett. And that will damn Matt Rule's career. But I think it happens. 
<laughs> I think three quarterbacks at minimum are going to go in the first round. I'm not going to – I don't think have a first-round grade on any of them. Yeah. But I think Pickett's going to come in. Pickett, I, I do think, will be better than Sam Darnold. Like, I think Pickett is fine. I, hey. I don't think he's he's – like I don't think he's a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I don't think he has the arm for it, but I mean he's going to do I think a better job getting the ball to weapons like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson than Sam Darnold could, and Christian McCaffrey. I think he was the um, best quarterback to play a home game in Bank of America Stadium last year. That that's, amen. <laughs> he's going to be fake sliding all around the place. He was also the best quarterback to play a home game in Heinz Field last year. Oh. Come on, man. I said it. I said it. I'm just trying to make get all the quarterbacks off the board before Pittsburgh picks. <laughs> okay, moving on. The, the 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 Giants are back on the clock. You're back on yeah. the clock. You're Joe Schoen. You're Brian Dable. Are you going to just come back and get your guy? Yeah, we'll get Kyle Hamilton. you got building blocks on both is, sides of the ball. Yeah. Is that the ideal situation for the New York Giants is to come away with Icky and Kyle Hamilton? It seems pretty, pretty fucking great to me. I mean, you come away with a guy that, that – could be the first overall pick still. Um, I, and then the guy I that might be the best player in the draft, yeah. Yeah, I will say current, currently Kyle Hamilton's the number one player on my board. Uh, and I, I don't. I have a hard time thinking that will change for me. Because he's just – there's not a – there's not – if, if he played any other position and was what he is, like the freak show that he is, yeah. he'd probably be the first overall pick. Yeah, but exactly. because he's a safety – either way, you, you get – you add – Kyle Hamilton to a, a secondary that has Xavier McKinney, that has James Bradbury, that that invested in Aaron Robinson last year. Logan Ryan still got like this giant secondary is kind of tasty all of a sudden. Finally, yeah, it's taken a while. They've thrown a lot of draft capital and money into it, but suddenly you look at it and it's like, you know, every every one of these names is not a bad football player, or, or they're already good. You know what I mean? Like Bradbury's like been so underrated in New York still because they've been bad, and, but yeah. And I know. I know Wink Martindale had a little bit of a messy exit in Baltimore, but Wink Wink Martindale is one of the better defensive coordinators in the league, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to have a lot of fun with this with this defense, especially if they come away with Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, definitely. okay. I I do really think six of those first seven picks are 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 pretty clear. Uh, the Panthers being the bit of a wild card there. Falcons on the clock at eight starts to get interesting. Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot kind of a disappointing first year it just i don't know kyle kyle pitts set the rookie tight end record for receiving yards and it it like it didn't even get that like nearly as much hype or buzz as you'd expect just Mm -hmm. because this team is so weird and this is a team who i really don't think should take a quarterback because i one i think matt ryan's got enough left in the tank to win some ball games two there's just not a quarterback worth it um they have needed an edge rusher for so long. <laughs> yeah, they have. They just cut Dante Fowler today. It's pretty poetic. Which, because I was, I was seriously debating. I was like, it'd be really fun if they took Sauce Gardner and put him with AJ Terrell. It would be pretty fun. But, but, and, and so I was debating that today. But them cutting Dante Fowler solidified that they got to go edge. I think you're looking at two guys. Do you want the super high upside guy in David Ajabo, freak of nature athlete, or the more well-rounded, pro-ready George Karloftis, who's a power machine. Two different flavors of edge rusher, both very fun. Both, I think, pretty well worth the pick. I'm going to go uh, George Karloftis. Uh, 
you're asking why? I don't really have an answer, AJ. I, I, I have them higher on my board. Yeah. I just think the the power and the the, the hands are, are a lot more pro-ready than Ojabo. I think Ojabo's going to take a little bit more time. He he plays edge like a basketball player, and it's really fun. Yeah. And he's such a smooth athlete, but he really doesn't use his hands all that consistently. And he, he's kind of not very good against the run right now, whereas Karloftis is solid. So I think that's the difference. Yeah, and I love David Jabal, obviously, but he, in in not a good way, he screams a Falcons first round edge traffic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I want I I, I and I th- yeah, we both like David Ojabo, and I think because of that, we want him to go somewhere where he'll more likely pan yeah, out. And I just his, don't think that's Atlanta. His Pro Bowl chances skyrocket if the Atlanta Falcons don't draft him, just based on vibes. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> yeah, Amen. Okay, okay. George Payton had a great first draft. He, found, he, he gets to hire his own head coach, brings in Nathaniel Hackett from Green Bay. Maybe they're trying to pull Aaron Rodgers over. Uh, I, I don't really know. Um, Shailene Woodley and, the, and AR, AR12 broke up, so I don't Yeah, because Shailene didn't want to means. live in Denver. We already know that. Yep. 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 Um, what, do you think they go quarterback? I have no idea. I don't know what the Denver Broncos are going to do. Um, I would, again, I, if I'm them. Like I just rather have Teddy Bridgewater and not force it. And I know Teddy's a free agent, but new new head coaches do tend to mean new, you know, rookie quarterbacks. I uh, yeah, I agree with you too. Like I w- I wouldn't take. Uh, well, and, and like I think we both agree we wouldn't have taken Kenny Pickett six there for the Panthers, no. but it just feels like that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And this is a team that's like the roster's not bad. Like it's pretty good, right? Like it, there's not glaring hold except for the quarterback position like it's a it's pretty pretty solid so i think i think i honestly right now i think hackett coming in um he doesn't swoon a rod um adams is back in green bay too hackett's like fuck i'm stuck in denver and he's like let's let's get me my my quarterback i think that's what ends up happening and um okay and who do you think it'll be I think it'd be Matt Corral. I do too. Uh, not that he's my like, quarterback two or yeah, yeah or, or one or anything, but I th- I just think that's this again. We're, we're this is a vibes. This is a vibes mock. I think. Yeah, going Matt, Matt Corral's got that kind of like that freelancing. Yeah, exactly. Rockety arm out of structure. Plus, I got plans for Malik Willis. Hackett's don't, like, don't fuck, I'm a, I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing. I've been writing Rogers and coattails. I, I'm Adam Gase all over again. Uh, Matt Corral has a bit of Drew Locke vibes. I won't he lie does. to you. Yeah, he really does. But um, I don't know. I'm just hoping it's more exciting and gives Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and KJ Hamler more chances. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I don't know. Fucking kick the can. Whatever. Let, let's, let's see it, Hackett. <laughs> You know what I mean? Let's see yeah. what you can do. Yeah, well, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Franchise uh, okay, quarterbacks, Jet- who cares? Just grab them. Jets are back on the clock because they traded a... a I don't know what you're talking about. A, a pass-rushing safety to the Seahawks for this pick. Who didn't even rush overall. the passer this year? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back on the clock, 10th overall. So, I, I obviously had them go Stingley over, over Icky. was kind of my final debate there. Kyle Hamilton's now off the board. This is a team that could go pass rusher. This is a team that could go to the tackle well. If I didn't take uh, Stingley fourth, I, I, I could consider Sauce Gardner here. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, that could have been a fun pairing, Icky and Sauce. But instead, I got Stingley. 
So that makes me consider, well, Charles Cross is on the board. David Ajabo's on the board. Yeah. Um, they do have Carl Lawson coming back. Uh, and then um, I also think they consider a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I know Elijah Moore had a fantastic rookie year, and, and we're all hyped about that. Corey Davis up and down. Denzel Mims I don't think is working out for them. So I think ultimately my debate is Cross versus Ojabo. At first I, I was uh, I was gonna say, yeah no I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go David Ojabo. Okay. I think Robert saw. What do you think? Before I saw <laughs> make it official. Um, they haven't had a consistent pass rusher since John Abraham AJ on the edge. Accurate. I thought you were gonna go back to Gasano, but yeah no that that's accurate. That's that's too true. Um, yeah, fuck it. Let, let's. Let, let, I agree with you. Could take the edge. Cross, um, Cross doesn't scream this. Uh, no. This regime. And, and Sal- Salah knows how important that pass rush is coming from San Francisco. Yeah. I think that they'll do a, a, a solid job easing him into it too. Like you could see him deployed as a situational pass rusher at first, and just providing that extra juice across from Carl Lawson on passing downs, I think, would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that pass rush could get way better way, super very quick. If Ojabo could come in and yeah. just give that juice and lost and coming back healthy. Yeah, and, like, obviously, Quinn and Williams is already pretty great. Yes. Like, that, that's a that's a fun th- threesome uh, in the in the front yeah, side. Yeah, for a team that was just rolling out nothing towards the end of the year. Okay, the Washington Commanders. They're on the clock. The 11th what? overall. The Washington Commanders. The commies. Martin Mayhew named them himself. Ron Rivera is back, trying to make a playoff push. Uh, honestly, on paper, the roster is like the one of the best of the teams picking the top half of the draft. Yeah, outside of the quarterback position. Yep. Um, I don't know what Ryan Fitzpatrick plans are, but doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, of course it does because they would have made the playoffs and didn't get hurt. <laughs> Taylor Haneke's not it. I can tell you that much. Uh, Where's yeah. your mind at? I feel like just uh, for for all the reasons you laid out, I think they have to have to finally take a shot at one of these quarterbacks, right? I, I do too. I think that. Um, now, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make the smart decision and take Malik Willis for them. That Agreed. that can just that just gives them something that they've haven't had at the quarterback position since 2012. RG three, you know what I mean? A guy that can give some fucking X factor to the position instead of just uh, you know, wa- wiping out these old boring quarterbacks. Even rookie Qu- Kirk Cousins was boring, or second year Kirk Cousins, whatever. Um, <laughs> Give give them something that they get excited about. New name, new franchise, and all of Dan Snyder's misgivings are in the past. Malik Willis is here. Like, <laughs> and, and, and Rivera obviously knows the power of having a freaky yes. athlete at quarterback. Yeah. Willis isn't Cam Newton, obviously, but he's better. You're right. Yeah, the I think he's the best quarterback in this draft, just purely because he's he's got the most overall talent. Yeah, and I just don't really like this class. He's going to, at minimum, be able to do stuff with his legs, open up your offense a little bit, um, which will help the run game. And I, I think he's just going to give Terry McLaurin, Diami Brown, Chris Samuel, way more downfield chances that Taylor Heineke just couldn't. Like, I know Taylor Heineke tried. I respect that. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I can just picture the vibes. You're right. But the quarterback group, it's just the vibes. Yeah. Malik Willis. Like, you can picture Malik Willis wearing, like, Number seven, the new commander's uniforms. Mm-hmm. It's just a perfect look. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, you, you said you respect Taylor Heineke. I don't um, for many reasons, but 
<laughs> no, I totally agree. I think, hey, this class is bad. Let's just go with fives. Wait, I said I respect that he, he threw it downfield. <laughs> I don't respect anything else about the guy. Although, I don't know. I do respect. I have so much respect for old Demil- Dominion That's in my heart. Good point. Yeah, Taylor Heineke, bad vibes. Get him out of town. Uh, Minnesota Vikings on the clock. Another another new GM head coach combo. Kwesi Adofu Mensa at GM coming over from Cleveland. Deep history in San Francisco before that. Kevin O'Connell just won the Super Bowl as the Rams offensive coordinator. What a rise for the former Tom Brady third string quarterback. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, I I don't know if without Mike Zimmer they're considering corner, but I like to think they still <laughs> they are. will. No, this is about the fives, Rob. It's they're still considering corner. They always will be. And to me, yeah, it it could be Sauce Gardner because corner's still clearly a big issue. But it could also be edge rusher. Like D- Daniel Hunter was banged up last yeah. year, throughout the year. I know uh, DJ Wanham played pretty well in his place, but it's a strong edge group. Alternatively, their top corners on paper right now are a combination of Cam Dancer. Chris Boyd and Harrison Hand. Yeah, that's good. Which is, which is pretty terrifying. Um, Sauce, on the other hand, I think steps in. He's immediately a corner one. Yeah. He is a freaky athlete. He excels in press man coverage. Uh, I think that gives you a guy who can go toe to toe with uh, pretty much everyone not named Devontae Adams in this division. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very true. I mean, literally, yes. Everyone else not named Devontae Adams. I think that's the right pick. I agree with you there with, with the sauce. Um, especially, you know, that the edge group is deep, right? I mean, the corner group is solid too, but you can come back and get edge on day two. Yeah, I, I feel like that that helped. Like, just because, honestly, the the edge I'd be looking at here with, because we've got Ojabo gone, Carlos Scott. You're looking kind of at Trevon Walker, who's this more of a hybrid chess piece in the trenches, you're looking at Jermaine Johnson. And, and I do really like both those guys, and I think they're both worth first-round picks. But I think because of the depth to the edge group, yeah. you're, you're more comfortable waiting on that, whereas Sauce Gardner's the number two corner in this class probably. He's just a high – like a, he's going to be higher on your board. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Okay, Cleveland Browns, 13th overall. Andrew Barry, Kevin Fancy back at it, trying to trying to make Baker Mayfield in this uh, – this Cleveland Browns roster playoff contenders once again. And I think similar idea where the Browns could definitely use help uh, opposite Miles Garrett and just along that defensive line. But uh, with that depth, I think you uh, go opposite of corner, if you will, and uh, you look at the pick of the litter at wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, and you try to eliminate excuses for Baker Mayfield. He'll always have that chip on his shoulder, but uh can only be there so much when <laughs> you're actually going to help around here. And um, I think they just keep Garrett Wilson in state. I think I think that's what they do here, Rob. I think so too. Yeah, I I think I, I would love to see Traylon Burks in, in that Brown for some reason. I think that's a vibes pick, but even more so, keeping the vibes in state and and them getting Garrett Wilson and just uh one less excuse for Baker Mayfield. Yeah, to right right now, Garrett Wilson's my number one receiver on the board because of what he can do, um, both as a route runner mm-hmm. and after the catch. Yeah. Now, as fun as Traylon Burks is, I think it's. Less of a clear transition for a guy yeah, like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and Garrett Wilson can kind of play all over your wide receiver room. Traylon Burks played, like, he did play a lot more X this year, but 
he's kind of this more of a jumbo slot type player, and that's not to knock him because I think he's a first round guy. Yeah. But uh, going going on to the Ravens, division rivals, fourteenth overall, Harbaugh DaCosta back back on the board. They hired Sashi Brown. <laughs> Analytics are alive and well. Um, Hollywood Brown could be retiring. No one's sure. If Hollywood Brown actually does retire, they might have to go wide receiver here. Yeah. Um, Brooks will be that's that extremely that is a rumor. Yeah, that is a rumor. He he he's considering retirement for esports. Um, Edge is still a need there too. Yeah, I, I know. I know they took uh, Odafi away, and he had a, he had a pretty terrific rookie year. Offensive line is still kind of a pretty clear issue to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they got a lot of a I, lot of directions it, they can go. Yeah, so I think the the guys I'm mainly looking at here are Trevon Walker because I think he's a perfect Baltimore Raven. Yeah. Trevor Penning because I think he fits a perfect what Baltimore they're, they're Raven, trying yeah. to do. He's a perfect Baltimore Raven. <laughs> yeah. And, and and Tyler Linderbaum. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that he would go this early because of his position, but he should. You're right. Yeah, he he's a top ten player in this draft. I'm gonna go with Trevon Walker just because I think it's too too much, too perfect, too Ravens. Yeah. Bozzie Newsom was still the GM, like everyone be losing their minds about oh Trevon Walker's gonna be that dude. He can play three tech, he can play five tech, he can play edge, he he'll he'll fucking play nose tackle if you need him to. He can play off ball linebacker. He's the perfect front seven Swiss Army knife that the Ravens have kind of built their brand on. No, yeah, very much so. I think that that pick screams Ravens and if the draft the draft falls like this for them, I think that it's it, they're kind of happy, you know. They got they got the options like you just pointed out. Yeah. Okay, fifteen and sixteen. Speaking the Eagles are on the clock. Yeah. Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, they somehow made the playoffs. They've got the the Dolphins pick and the Colts pick here. Um, you've just, got the first of the two. Why just do these two together? <sighs> Work in uh, in participation here why not wow howie roseman could learn a thing or two from us because he's not gonna (laughs) lean on anyone in his draft room to help him Uh, um yeah yeah, the the eagles i think there there's a couple clear needs i think offensive line because of brandon brooks retirement and jason kelsey considering it um edge because of just like Derek burnett's a free agent uh brandon graham's coming off the injury too yeah yeah linebacker just because they've never had one Uh, they literally yeah Jeremiah Trotter? Is that the last one? <laughs> and in corner, finding a guy to play consistent yeah. football across from Darius Slay. And if they really love and they one do, of these it, receivers, I think I'd throw that in there too. Uh, sorry, and I agree with that. Yeah. And they and they have one more pick. So they got kind of four, I think, positions you're clearly looking at with three picks. If Sauce Gardner was here, I think that's a slam mm-hmm. dunk pick. I like that, but he's not Rob. Not too helpful. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, do you think Linderbaum would be the, the 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 fit here for the Eagles? I think he is the perfect Jason Kelsey replacement. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. You want to do do you want to do that for for the first one? Well, I didn't want to because it's trying to make him fall to the Steelers. But sure. Okay, well that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Double Linderbaum, and yeah, exactly the perfect Kelsey replacement, and that's uh, that's that's such a great way to get his career started. Um, the other pick is yours, so I'll let you. And I'll, I'll play off you here. Um, I just I can't watch another Eagles season 
with just blind linebackers. Yes. I can't watch Alex Singleton make a thousand tackles, six, seven, ten yards downfield anymore. <laughs> yeah, they need someone. They need that alpha dog. I, I, Alex Singleton looks tired. Let's put Devin Lloyd yeah, in there. I like that. Devin Lloyd's a freak uh, coming downhill. Devin Lloyd can rush the passer. Devin Lloyd can can zone drop. Devin Devin Lloyd is going to be sideline to sideline. He's going to be making the tackles only three yards downfield. Um, he is that kind of the leader I think that linebacker core desperately needs. Yes. Since Jeremiah Trotter, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, and you know what AJ desperately needs? What's that, Rob? A, a sports drink. And today's Dude. episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sports drink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news, and you can share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. And be notified when rooms go live. Like the Chargers draft room, 17th overall, Tom Telesco, Brandon Staley. They got they, they, they didn't make the playoffs, but they almost did. They came as close as you can without actually doing it. Uh, Justin Herbert is one of the five best quarterbacks in the league probably. Mm-hmm. AJ, what are the Chargers to do? Uh, I think what the Chargers are to do is to not let Storm Norton ruin their, ruin their season anymore. Um, that being said, I, I will say that Brian Bulaga missed like the entire year, right? He's coming back. Uh, he's older. Can he stay healthy? I don't know. But um, probably not. He never has. Yeah, probably not. Um, so I think you, you got you got options here on the offensive line. Kenny Green and Charles Cross are still out Can, there. So yeah, yeah. I forgot we still have Charles Cross on the board. Yeah. Um, so I I think I'm just gonna keep this kind of simple and get the tackle on Charles Cross. But if if Charles Cross wasn't on the board, I, I, I was going to make some arguments, but I, I think yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I probably would end up going Kenny Green, but no, I think Charles Cross is kind of the easy pick here. Um, I, I just wanted to argue because their run defense was so bad, it'd be cool to get Jordan Davis in there. <laughs> Not that like I think that's the, the right pick to make. Oh, I just think it'd be cool. And with the great and, comp to Brandon Meebane. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. And with um, uh, Mike Williams being a free agent, I thought – I know J- Jamison Williams coming off the knee. He'd be a really fun yeah. deep threat for Tr- Justin Herbert or Traylon Burks as like just a, a chess piece on offense. There's a couple. Um, I mean, if, if these receivers end up hitting free agency, there's a couple fun, fun ones. I mean, there's great receivers, of course, but like mm-hmm. fun, fun fits for the Chargers. I love to see them come home with one of them. If not, yeah, I, yeah. I really would be great too. Yeah, but uh, I think yeah, cr- putting Cross opposite Rashawn Slater, you feel like that's. <laughs> yeah. You you're feeling like the next decade, Justin Herbert's probably not going to get beat up nearly as much. Yeah, because um, yeah, C- Cross is like to to me he's the third tackle in this group, but he's the most gifted pass protector, mm-hmm. and it's kind of perfect for the, for the Chargers. Exactly. 
Moving into the Saints, who Mickey Loomis is in year 30 of drafting for the Pelicans and the Saints. Zion's not working out. He's down on his luck. He's coming to the uh, Orleans. That's what you're doing with this pick, right? Or he's coming to the Saints, I should say. He's got Dennis Allen uh, as his new head coach, <laughs> which I don't know. Um, this, I think, has to be, if it's not going to be quarterback, which I don't think it will be if those first three are off the board. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it has to be a wide receiver. Finally, yeah. Like, like currently, uh, do you know who, who is under contract with them right now, AJ? Uh, Tommy Lee Lewis. Marquez Callaway and Michael <laughs> Thomas. That's, yeah, and that's, that's it. Bad. And Michael Thomas, obviously, is such a wild card. I think yeah. if Traylon Burks is here, you don't think twice. Yeah, I love that. Um, if Burks wasn't there, I, I, I think you might hesitate to take Jamison Williams coming off the knee. But Traylon Burks being there, I, I think you, again, uh, you, you don't think about it. You go get a guy who is dynamic, um, 50-50 catch guy, and can break every tackle after the catch. Arguably the best hands in the draft, I think. I, he reminds me so much of A.J. Brown. Yeah. He's, with he's, hands, he's, yeah. You said. Yeah, he's t- he's two he's two hundred and twenty five pounds, built like a running back, can move around. He's he might not be Debo Samuel, but he he is quite a fun player. Yeah, I love that. He's Marquis Cole Stanley, like you just said, right? I appreciate like, what you said. It it'll it'll make Ian Book's job a lot easier, you know. <laughs> um but I mean at this point, like you can always swing back round two and get whatever quarterback's left over, because what what's the difference, you know? Worked out when they took Garrett uh, Grayson, who I feel like just just doesn't get enough talk about existing. Okay, I don't know if this is the time to give him his talk, but thank you, AJ. It is. You're, you're back. You're back on the clock with your Eagles. We took uh, we took Tyler Linderbaum, Devin Lloyd. Felt like kind of the two, like those two may have been the last two blue chip type players left on the board when you got them there. Mm-hmm. So you're feeling pretty good if you're Howie. Yeah. You haven't talked to anyone in the building in six months, so. I was always feeling good. He's killing it. Um, <laughs> well, where do you want to come back to here? Here, come, come and get their corner. I mean, this is where the corner group is a little wide open. But I, I think, although, if if Jameson Williams wasn't coming off the knee, like that'd be a really cool pick. Mm-hmm. I think because of that, and just I don't know, wide receiver is such a cursed spot in Philadelphia. Yeah, outside of Devonte Smith. Yeah. Um. So I, I think. Getting getting one of the corners and you kind of have your your choice of fun corners here. Uh, I think that's got to be the move. Yeah, uh, I want to hear you lean and then I'll say who I lean. Okay, so I only recently uh, watched him, but I think Kyler Gordon's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think his teammate Trent McDuffie's really good, mm-hmm. and I think Andrew Booth is kind of the freakiest athlete of the three. Yeah. So those are. Three guys I'd be considering. I, I, w- I would have said I'm leaning Andrew Booth. That's going to be my my suggestion here. Um, I think he looked okay. pretty good opposite Darius Slay for what for what he's got left there. Um, yeah, I think I think the back end is definitely the the, the pick here. I mean, the, the Eagles they're in, I mean obviously the, they got three fucking top twenty picks, so they're in a great spot. But they're also like I just feel like the way this draft lays out for them, uh, like the strengths and the weaknesses. It's just good for the, the way their roster is right now, too. You know, and I think they're just in a good spot. And, yeah, just grab whatever corner they favor the most. Here we're going to give them Andrew Booth. And uh, away they go with those those three hopeful building blocks or rebuilding blocks for a playoff team. Thank, thank God we're staying in state. I get to pick for the Steelers. Kevin Colbert's last draft. 
Still haven't figured out the GM thing. Should be Omar Connor, Brandon Hunt. Don't hire outside the building, please. Lewis Riddick, yeah. Definitely don't don't hire Lewis Riddick. Uh, Mayock needs a job. Uh, He's a Pittsburgh boy. It's true. Please don't do that either. Um, okay. I don't. I really don't want them to draft a quarterback. Uh, like unless Malik Willis falls at twenty, that's yeah. the only thing I can stomach. And even that, I don't want. What if Pickett's at twenty? For the you love of it. God, don't take Pickett or Sam Howell. Come on. I just I can't handle that. Um, I think the the obvious thing to do would be offensive line. Reunite and I do think if Ta- the Maroon Goons, baby. If Tyler Linderbaum was here, I think yeah. that's the the, the obvious one. Yes. Yeah, I do think corner is a possibility too. Um, just because the only corners uh, who are under contract are Justin Lane, James Pierre, and Cam Sutton. And, I mean, Justin Lane's been nothing. James Pierre's an okay depth piece. Cam Sutton's been a little up and down yeah. since taking on a larger role. So I do I do think, and I really, like I said, I like Kyler Gordon a lot. Uh, but I, I, I do go back to the offensive line. It, it You need to figure that out. Um. Again, I would have loved to get Linderbaum because you could kick Kendrick Green to guard, right? And I think that's his best chance of yeah. panning out. Uh, I do think that – like, I really want to take Zion Johnson. I think Zion Johnson is the best guard in this class, and I think Zion Johnson offers you uh, the versatility to play center because he, he showed you at the senior bowl he could. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I don't love doing that two years in a row, yeah. drafting a guy who primarily <laughs> played guard and showed he could play a little bit of center. A, a little and, bit, a little bit playing for center, yeah. But, but, I mean, you draft Zion, and maybe you're just, you're just playing him at guard, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't... I've, I've, I think... Yeah. I, what? No, I just say, I don't think you can go wrong between Green and Johnson. I think Zion offers you a little more... Um, Upside than Kenyon Green. Like, I think Kenyon Green's more of that true mean mug and mauler. And that's why he's Zion Johnson's yeah. Zion Johnson's got that edge to him, but he's such a gifted mover. Yep. He climbs to the second level beautifully. We need guys who can who can make make blocks on linebackers because we don't have any. So I'm going to go Zion Johnson with Linderbaum gum. I like it. I like it. Uh, the New England Patriots, baby. Back to the playoffs. Mac Jones, uh, the, the, the best young quarterback in the league? Some are saying. Um... I think you, you just get him that help. Can he throw the ball deep? No. Can Jameson Williams get deep? Yeah. So just let him be a distraction. <laughs> I, think, I think they take Jameson Williams, try to push the you know push it over the top. Mac can't, but it's okay. What do you think? Uh, I yeah, I think the, the only three guys I put on my board for this pick mm-hmm. for uh, New England were Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, and Jordan Davis. <laughs> just because I really want to playing Barmore next to Jordan Davis would be, be sick. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I don't think that's quite the the need to justify the pick though, and obviously I don't love taking nose tackle here. Um, yeah, getting getting something on the outside. Yeah, whether it be the the burning threat of of Jamison Williams or the him that smooth route runner on Olave, I think it's one of those guys. And, and you go Jamison, right? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jamison Williams. I, 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 obviously, I think Bill Belichick's going to absolutely love Chris Olave too. But I think just in the uh, you know in the in the modern NFL, not this is not uh, a knock on Olave. Uh, but, I just the, think he the, goes speed first. Yeah, the the both of them are elite special teamers too. Yes, that's a good point. And, and that's all they're going to be yeah. doing as rookies anyway. Exactly. <laughs> Under Bill, that's for sure. It, it really comes down to is Bill more interested in. Covering punts or blocking them? <laughs> yeah, 
Okay, the Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock, new regime. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels come over from New England. Um, I, I tend to think this is a, a, actually a, a kind of an interesting landing spot for Jordan Davis because the Raiders have nothing really on the interior of that defensive line right now. In yeah. um, Ziegler being a New England man, he was the kind of the de facto GM there uh, beneath Belichick. Um, Ziegler is seeing how important it is to have an anchor on the interior defensive line to control it, to control the trenches, uh, free up guys like Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. So I do think I think Jordan Davis is an interesting one, but wide receiver is still a need. I, I like the wide receivers more than I like taking a nose tackle here too. I think Jamison Williams would be a really cool pick if he fell. Doesn't. But you still have Olave, Drake London, and Jahan Dotson. And I do wonder if, if Josh McDaniels and Ziegler are going to prioritize kind of making sure Derek Carr earns that extension no. by taking a wide receiver. Because outside of Hunter Renfro right now, unless you include Darren Waller as a wide receiver, you don't have really anything proven. Um, the Raiders are the Raiders. Um, and Bill Belichick disciples are Bill Belichick disciples. This speaks to me, Jordan Davis. Done. That's all I need <laughs> okay. to hear. You seriously? Okay. We I I might as well find him a landing spot. It just seems so Raiders and... Yeah, no, I, I do think it's genuinely a good fit, though. Uh, uh, honestly, if the Raiders end up with Jordan Davis, just because of the brand of what the Raiders are and, and kind of the brand Jordan Davis built himself on that championship Georgia defense, mm-hmm. like I think that that'll be quickly become one of the most marketable players in this draft class. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good point. Um... <laughs> Arizona, like Vegas, Vegas. You go to Vegas to do it big. Jordan Davis is big. There, I've already sold your first ad. Yeah, he's gonna be. He's facing me on the side of the MGM Grand. You're right. Twenty third overall, Cardinals. Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury, both still have jobs. Yeah, will Kyler Murray be there? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I like that we're sticking in the desert back to back. I think that's the way it ought to be. Uh, Plus, plus. Sorry, going back to Davis. Plus, like keeping in, like you know, the draft is there. You know, oh, this guy won the national championship. You know what I mean? It's 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 such a great sell. Anyway, sorry, the, the Arizona Cardinals um, meltdown, big collapse for the Arizona Cardinals. Wait, wait, can I pitch something to you, please? Off-ball linebacker, Nicobe Dean, three years in a row. One of them's bound to be good. <laughs> well, he won't play next year, so we'll find out in two years from now uh, if he is good. Cardinals are are weird. I don't know, especially with this color shit. I'm not buying much of it, but still, it's weird. Me, me neither. Um, I think it's all, it's offensive line or it's corner. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I think I'm going because of Kyler's doesn't seem happy. I think we're gonna get him someone and uh, someone to protect him. Nicobe Dean and yeah, Nicobe Dean is transitioning into a uh, trick play in the red zone. Trick play red zone offensive lineman. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no. I, I'm going to take uh, – uh, sorry, I just pulled up the Cards roster. Um, I am going to – I don't know. What do you think? Green? I, I, I still like Kenyon Green. Right? I I kind of think you take the, the – the regard like regardless of tackle, center – or sorry, t- not center, tackle or guard, I think you just take – if you're the Cardinals, if you're the, Kime, you take the best lineman on your board. Yeah. Like uh, – because if you're – you kind of tackle, I think you're looking at Bernard Raymond – Penning. Uh, at guard, yeah. Uh, uh, yo, and Penning, yep. R- Raymond and Penning, or at guard with Zion Johnson gone, you're kind of just looking at Kenyon Green. And I think he's a lot. Kenyon, personally, I think he's better than both of those dudes. Just personally, I, 
I also think that position versatility is going to be helpful for an offensive line that constantly reshuffled last year because of injury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Kenyon Green's the only guy in the draft who, who I think started games at left tackle, left guard, right guard, right tackle last year. In the SEC. Yeah. No, I, and that's. And, 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 and mid game was moving around. Yeah. It was pretty fucking insane. Um, I'm taking Kenyon Green. I think that's. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Okay. Dallas Cowboys are on the clock, 24th overall. Jerry and Mike running it back. Um, could N'Kobe Dean go here? They go off-ball linebacker two years in a row and just have two possible. absolute psychopaths and Micah Parsons and N'Kobe Dean running around killing people. Because I really like the idea of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a worthwhile thing to do. I don't, um, I don't think it is, but I think it, it has a very good chance of happening. Um, also... They, would they would they go wide receiver just given Gallup tore his ACL? He's hitting free agency. Like, would they consider a wide receiver here? I, it just seems kind of a little redundant given that they took CD Lamb when they didn't when it was more of a luxury. Going kind of luxury I, again seems a little. I redundant. think if one of the top three fell like they did with CD, I think right. They'd do it, yeah, but because I think the depth of the receiver class that's more of a day two thing. Yeah, I I also think offensive line's a little bit interesting. Yeah. Um, but, like, the the two best guys on the board right now, uh, you could go Darian Kennard, play him at guard. Um, yeah. I don't know. It kind of feels like almost any direction I go is a bit of a luxury pick. Because they're the best team in football. They're America's team. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Uh, the, it, it, and so I'm just going to go Nicobe Dean because I just really want to see Nicobe Dean and Micah Parsons play together. Yeah, I think it would be a it's, lot of it's fun. It's a pure yeah. – it, like, just how insane would that be? So let's do it. No, I like that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, Bills are on the clock, 25th overall. McDermott and Bean. Um, they fell to the Kansas City Chiefs in heartbreaking fashion. Would have won the Super Bowl if they didn't. What do they need, AJ? They they, they had a great defense even once Tredavious White went down. Yeah. They had a great offense that started to run the ball a little better. Devin Singletary started to kind of find it, his, uh, his rhythm. His motor, baby. Yeah, there you go. What are you thinking? <laughs> I think they need Brian Dable back, but that's that's not happening. What do you mean, Ken Dorsey? Yeah, that's <laughs> Ken Dorsey. The U, the U, baby, the goat. Um, <laughs> He's back. I don't know, man. The Bills are always are always tough. You know, they're obviously one of the best teams in football. Um, they could always go in a quite a few di- directions. I mean, obviously, Edge was kind of the need last year, and they doubled down on it, and uh, it paid off. Um, and, and and it helped that AJ Epinesa kind of yeah. found himself. Yes, yeah, no, that that's a that's a that's a big time. Uh, they could add to that interior. Um, no one really, I don't know. That screams Bills to me right right here at that spot. Uh, interior on the, the defensive line, I, I should say. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they could go add to that offensive line, but I I don't know. I, I need to phone a phone a Rob here. How, how do you feel with the Bills? I think just purely looking at the roster, they got away with a little bit of lackluster corner play and it caught yeah. up to them yeah uh yes. once like Tredavious white went down and it eventually caught up to them um i don't uh, like tron johnson at nickel uh Tredavious on the outside levi wallace a free agent yeah i think you can upgrade there i think you've you've got i mean we we always talk about how great a defensive back coach sean mcdermott mm-hmm. is and there there's a couple corners still left on the board here who i think could be instant slam dunks uh, kind of the way Tredavious White was, not necessarily to that extent, but uh, similar idea. No, just, yeah, 
Yeah. Who, who do you think is the most McDermott at, at the corner spot? I like both Washington guys a lot. Kyler Gordon, Trent McDuffie. Um, specifically, I think they're both very McDermott because yeah. uh, because of their feet and their physicality. Um, I, 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 th- I think Gordon offers you a little more than McDuffie. I think Kyler Gordon's more of a natural outside guy, whereas McDuffie's – uh, McDuffie's kind of peak might be as a nickel, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I like them both a lot, and I think they're both uh, worth first round picks. So, kind of, yeah, two first round picks on the same team couldn't win games. Let's wrap with that, anyways. Um, it's my shot at the Huskies for the day. I uh, know I, I tend to agree with you there, and I think like you know if if nickel was a little bit more of the, of the need, I think it would be McDuffie. But no, I think I'm gonna go with uh, Kyler Gordon. Cool, cool, cool. UW. DBU. DBU. Yeah, having two first-round corners and being not good in the Pac-12 is kind of sad. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Titans are on the clock. Mike Vrabel just won Coach of the Year. John Robinson owns the AFC South. Yep. Uh, The Titans... I don't know. A lot of questions heading into free agency. Are they going to pay Harold Landry? Can they afford to? Given what they gave Bud Dupree... um, They've found a star in Jeff Simmons. Yeah. Is A.J. Brown going to get healthy? Um, I think wide receiver is an interesting thing here because I don't know how much how much do they believe in Julio Jones' future with this team? Uh, once Julio and A.J. Brown went down last year, like they were in big trouble. I, I think you've got three interesting wide receiver options here. Um, alternatively, like, Jermaine Johnson's mm-hmm. on the board still, and I think Jermaine Johnson could step right in and, and be a, a true impact player on that 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 defense. And I know that like they sacked Joe Burrow nine times in the playoff game and lost, yeah. and like Jeff Simmons played out of his mind. But I just don't see them being able to afford Harold Landry. I don't know what your thoughts on that are, um, just because they paid Bud Dupree, and I think that was a mistake. That's a huge mistake. I mean, their priority should have been affording Harold Landry. Period. Um. But yeah, I mean the Titans. I don't know. They're they're it's, one of the worst me, one seeds in a long time. I'll say that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. To to, to me, the, the ultimate conversation is Jermaine Johnson or one of mm-hmm. Olave London Dotson. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Um, I, I'd like to phone you. I don't know. The, the Titans are always such a t- tough fucking team to get a read of. I don't know why. Maybe because they're just never. I mean, that. Trev, tr- tr- Trevor Penning. Penning, Penning fits. fits the Penning's a real pick here too. I think, just because like Dylan Raidens didn't do anything mm-hmm. as a rookie, and you know, they, uh, they, and they've been they trying to figure out that right tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like is Raidens' future as as a guard, perhaps? I don't, but they have Saffold and Nate Davis. I kind of don't know. What do you I think? I like the Penning pick. If I'm being completely okay, honest, okay, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck like that. That just his I, anger. I, I think like, he 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 screams John Robinson. I think that's for sure. And which also screams Rabel. He's a big asshole. He's gonna step right in. Probably earn that right tackle job. Um, plus, eight. Hey, how many years does Taylor Luan have left in the tank? Not, I don't think. I, like I love he gave up Luan, but not five sacks to Chandler Jones and was banged up all year. Yeah. Um, you're probably better off uh, trying to address that now than later. So, Okay, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the clock. Bruce Arians, Jason Light, uh, Tom Brady is gone. Yeah, this team. Kyle Trask is here. 
quarterback's clearly the number one need for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but uh, but it's it's not, it's, it's not going to be addressed in the draft. No, no, it's not happening here. No, absolutely not. Um, Chris Godwin's a free. They agent. can go a million. I know they can go a million directions. They are so hard, and I mean, it's the last few years they've been so hard because they they're, they're so just loaded. And now, yeah, their entire roster are free agents for the for the most part. Yeah, like like yeah. You you just mentioned Godwin. They really outside of Mike Evans, they don't have anything. They don't have any running backs in the room mm-hmm. outside of Keyshawn Vaughn. Cam Brights their Cam Brights their only tight end under contract. Um, uh, Ryan Jensen and Alex Kappa are free agents. Yeah. There's two of your starting interior offensive linemen. Yeah. They're they're Vita Vea uh, and Nunez Roches are the only returning uh, interior D line. Like it, uh, there's a lot, and, and that's I didn't even get the corner. Like you could basically just. Go BPA essentially, right? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, there it's such a weird. Just Brady was just like the 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 pin, you know what I mean? They you pull him out, and then I don't know how many of these guys are gonna be. You know, let's run it back. Remains to be seen. Um, I don't. Do you think Godwin's gonna be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer? I think that's the big one, right? I think he should be. I think that they should franchise tag. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know what the, what the fuck to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're such a weird spot. I don't think there's any like slam dunks here at this point either. There's no one that just really makes a lot of sense uh, to me. I kind of want to take Chris Olave, but that, that's where I'm leaning. Uh, I, I I was going to say that too. I just think that's the, your safest bet yeah. for finding an impact guy. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. I okay. think that's fun. Yeah, the Buccaneers are too... It's going to be an interesting few months for the Buccaneers. That, that's right. I just want the podcast to end, so yeah, I don't want too. to talk about Let's it anymore. Green Bay Packers. Gudikinst, Matt LaFleur, will Aaron Rodgers be back? Why yeah. did him and Shailen Woodley break up? No one knows. I do. But we'll find out. I won't tell you, though. In August. The NFL is the greatest reality TV show. Um, okay. Well, could they go wide receiver? What are they doing with Devontae Adams? Their offensive line is constantly hurt. Yeah. Even though it's like still solid on paper. Yeah. Uh, we have we have really talented players dropping too. Would they just quadruple down on edge and take Jermaine Johnson? Um, interior defensive line is also a need. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demarvin Leal's on the board. Like, Devontae Wyatt's on the board. I like the Leal fit a lot as a backer. Daniel Falale would just fit vibes. Check out for Green Bay. Big time. Yeah. You liked him. Who'd you say you liked, Marvin Lee? I think I think he's just a really good fit. I'm not just saying, I'm not saying to pull the trigger. I on. think he is. I'm no. I'm doing okay. it. I don't care. Yeah, I, I think it's a good fit. Um, I, I do think yeah because obviously uh, at A and M he played a ton in three and four man fronts. So Packers. He's got the lot, ability yeah. to to play three tech with Kenny Clark at one tech. He's also got the ability to kick to the five with Kenny at nose when they go three man. Um, Leal offers you a ton of versatility up front. And I, I do think like he never reached his peak at AM. Yeah. Like there's so much talent there that's just waiting to be unleashed. Uh, and even more so in terms of pass rush, because I think he's just a very solid run defender already. The but Packers as are good he continues at that out, of, out of these type of dudes. Yeah, yeah, and I think having like all of that front seven fun with Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, hopefully a healthy Zadarius Smith, Kenny Clark. Like you're gonna get a lot of cool, interesting packages. Um, I think if you get a guy like Leal in the trenches. Agreed. Twenty nine. The Dolphins are on the clock. Chris Greer still GM. New head coach Mike McDaniel's in town. Fins up, baby. Fins up. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, the offensive line is still a disaster. They don't have running backs, but I don't think that's the pick. 
Um, I don't know. There, there are not that many bladen holes. They're, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl next year. I'm calling it right now. Uh, what offensive lineman do you think that makes uh, – first of all, do you think offensive lineman makes the most sense for the, for the Miami Dolphins? See, the problem is I just – like, yes, I, I think – I just don't think it's played out in a, in a way where you're like, oh, yes, definitely take Bernard Raymond. I'm not sold on Bernard Raymond the way some people are. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of the other guy you'd be looking at, I think, is Daniel Falale. Yeah. Um, I think Jermaine Johnson's the best player we've got left on the board. Uh, is that a massive need? No. But I mean, I, I'm I'm never really opposed to doubling yeah. down on edge yeah. players. I, totally uh, I think like, Kennard's in the mix I, here too. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I I'd almost feel better taking Kennard than the other two, just because mm-hmm. I, I think he's a safer player in general. The other two are yes. kind of bigger swings, and they just need someone to work out yeah. if you're going off of the yeah, line. I think I think that's why I lean on off the line. Um, all right, no, no, you know what? Let's fuck it. Let, let's take let's take Jermaine Johnson. Let's let's replicate that pass rush. Jalen Phillips, obviously, big time, uh, big time flashes. You, yep. You, you get two long, athletic. McDaniel's dudes like from yeah. this, from Florida. From Florida, exactly. Keep him saying McDaniel's like, I know, I know offense. I'm going to figure this out on offense. Let, let's try to replicate this Niners style defense, and uh, that defense should be really good immediately. I like that. I like that a lot. Um. Yeah, I just I don't love overdrafting a, a, a tackles. Like you've done it two years in a row. You've had tackles not work out with early picks. It's I don't know. Yeah, Chiefs are on the clock at thirty. Um, I would have taken Jermaine Johnson had he been there. Yeah, um, I think it's great for everyone else that he didn't fall to them. Exactly. Um, so DB is a big big need for them. Uh, Honey Badger is a free agent. Um, Lajarius needs like kind of their only proven corner, but they, 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 they could also, um, I think go safety in, if they don't feel, I, I think they have to bring back honey badger just because of what he means to that locker room though. But I do think Jalen Petrie or Dax Hill would be in play if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think Logan Hall would add some interesting inside out ability on the D line. I just don't love it there. Um, ultimately, I, I think I like taking Trent McDuffie here. Okay, I like that too. A guy who could play inside uh, at nickel. He can play outside. He, he's feisty. He kind of has the, the same type of swagger that Sneed and, and Honey Badger bring to the table. Um, I, I, and I just feel like he's – you're kind of debating him or Roger McCreary, I think, if you're looking at corner here. Yeah. And um, I, I like McDuffie's – Overall upside a little bit more. I like that. I, th- I think I think DB's the pick. I, I agree with you, and I think that that makes sense. Okay, the Super Bowl losing Cincinnati Bengals, who will never be back to another Super Bowl wow. in our life lifetime, Wrong. are on the clock at thirty-one. Zach Taylor just signed a contract <laughs> extension. Duke Tobin and Mike Brown are doing their thing. Um, I mean, they'll probably be picking in the top ten next year, so. Disgusting. No, I'm, I'm, they have to go offensive line, yeah, right? No shit. Of course, it's offensive line. Uh, I mean, they're two glaring holes off the line, off the line again, and then probably corner. I mean, not probably, and then corner. Um, so I'm gonna obviously go off the line here, and because of the position versatility, and I think the uh, the pro readiness, I'm gonna just take Darian Kennard. Yeah, I think that's the the best case scenario, unless one of the the bigger names drops to them, right? Yeah, and then they'll be back in the Super Bowl next year. 
Welcome to the jungle, baby. I, I do think you, you can either look at Darian Card Darian Cunard's um I think best position is gonna be a guard in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he showed at the senior bowl, plus his arms checked in at I think like thirty five inches. Like he's got the ability to play right tackle if that's what you need him to do. Uh but like Hakeem Aden Adenogy got bullied yes. and and killed the Bengals throughout the playoffs. So if you can put a a, a motherfucker like Darian Kennard in there at right guard, who's just gonna move masses, um, I think you feel really really happy about that. And it's a very safe pick, which the Bengals need on the offensive line yeah, at this exactly. point. They would have picked up that first down on thirty one. And if they did, yeah, no, for real. Yeah, they would. But P. Wrench, that was ridiculous. I'm glad Taylor owned up to that. Anyways, and if they didn't, uh, Aaron Donald wouldn't have to- wouldn't have got to bro that quickly on fourth down. Amen. Amen. Okay, <laughs> finally, uh, the Detroit Lions have the final pick of the first round. Um, they they got it from the Rams. The Rams sold their draft souls to win a Super Bowl, and it all worked out in the end. Uh, obviously, we got Aiden Hutchinson for them second overall. Thirty picks later. I think you go wide receiver. Yeah. I think you got to get Amon Ross St. Brown some help. Yep. Set this thing up for the, the future quarterback. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown turned into one of the biggest steals of the draft. Not surprised. And him and TJ Hawkinson are, are going to be a fun duo. But getting a more outside threat, I think, is pretty important. And so I, I think you, you look at it a couple ways. Do you want the kind of power forward – um, alley-oop type of wide receiver in Drake London? Or do you want more of that silky smooth route runner in Jahan Dotson? Or, wild card, Christian Watson. <laughs> who's slowly climbing those boards because not a lot of 6'4 receivers move like yeah. him. Uh, ultimately, I think they, they would reunite Amon Ross St. Brown with college teammate Drake London. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, Mar- I, I know Marcus Colson vibes. <laughs> Like uh, I think um, getting that big body compliment to Amon Ross St. Brown would be fun. And then uh, uh, next time you're gonna switch LA, someone will tell you Drake London's the next uh, Kenny Galladay. The well, the thing is, the biggest LA Rams fans are just Detroit Lions fans, mm-hmm. so it's an easy transition moving a guy from from the LA area to uh, yeah. Detroit. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, Detroit used to be the home of the music industry way back when. Now LA is too many Detroit uh, Los Angeles connections. Rob. They're basically the same city. Yeah, I, I call Detroit the uh, the Hollywood of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I, I do too. I do too. So let's uh, let's, let's take Drake London. <laughs>